There's no doubt that the female reproductive system is a miracle in itself. But how much do we really understand? Cycles, sexual health and hormone changes can have massive effects on our well-being and function as a vagina owner. And here on The Juice, we're passionate about education and celebration of being female. The Vagina Dialogues, your manual to keep everything running smoothly on The Juice. It is that time again, and it is time to welcome back Amanda and Sahara from Weaving the Red Thread, passionate, passionate advocates for getting us all educated and understanding our menstrual cycles. Welcome back to The Juice, ladies. Thank you so much for having us, Louise. We're so honoured to be here and so excited to be having these conversations because that's what we're all about at Weaving the Red Thread is opening up these conversations to talk about our menstrual cycle and to normalise talking and taking self-care action. Yes, 110%. And it's so important and there's so much that sort of goes into your work and so many light bulb moments for girls and women in the work that you're doing. So it's wonderful to be able to have you as regulars on The Juice to open up this conversation because it is such an important one. So where are we starting today, ladies? Let's start with a cycle check-in. Amanda and I love to do this because it just sets the scene and lets the women and menstruators who are gathering know where each other are where they may be able to be supportive to each other. So we're working as a feminine collective and also knowing where our strengths are so that we can actually approach the day and the task from where we are most vitalised than where we are most challenged. So would you like to kick us off and let us know where you are and how you're feeling? Okay. I'm on day two and day two is traditionally my struggle street day. I have to say. Uh, So that's where I would experience the most pain, the most fatigue. uh, And yeah, I just feel generally a bit blah, to be honest. My energy level is not high. Uh, I don't really want to get out into the world very much. Um, Yeah, so day two is my day where I very much uh, practice (laughs) self-care. Awesome. And what kind of self-care just for the listeners do you practice? Because self-care is so unique. Yeah. So what I like to do is I I love uh, hot showers and I quite often need that for my back pain because I, I get lower back pain and some joint pain. Uh, I do love a hot drink, a nice cup of tea and uh, and a fluffy blanket and the Kardashians is how I... <laughs> <laughs> is how I self-soothe. Uh, yeah, and just, yeah, being not uh, over-scheduling my day because I know that that's going to flood me, so I'm very careful about that. And, uh, yeah, just just being gentle with myself. Uh, soft words, some nice cruisy music, no loud rock blaring from the speakers while I'm trying to do my housework, that sort of thing. Mm, sounds like I'd like to be snuggled up in your house today, yep. especially on the weather. The Absolutely. Way the um, so I am on day nine, day ten, which I'm a few. I'm just that little bit of leap in front of where you are in the cycle, and for me, that feels like I've got a lot of vibrancy mm. in what I'm doing. I'm ready to be 
out and busy and that's really good for me because we're madly in prep for lots of busy work and and organizing so it's right at that vibrancy of I'm not quite at the ovulatory part of my cycle but I'm leading up to that vibrancy and so I've been finding my self-care at this point in time is is a lot more socializing making connections making the phone calls that maybe I haven't called friends for a little while and so that's how I'm self-caring at the moment for this part of the cycle absolutely how about you Sahara I'm day seven and I'm just starting to feel that energy. Like this morning when I was doing my movement self-care, I was like, oh, I actually want to put more vitality into it. I can actually feel that my system is being is becoming more energized and is ready to take on more stuff. And it's really important at this time of the phase that I remind myself is not to do it too quickly, is to allow that momentum to slowly rise. So that's definitely a self-care action. And to invite that in with um, curiosity to like, oh, where's this energy going to take me? And I just wanted to take a moment to celebrate both of you because you're both really listening to your bodies and taking aligned, inspired action, which is actually nourishing you. And for the listeners, you can see how different it is from the nourishment in the bleed phase where you might, it's really normal to feel like you want to be less part of the world. And then with Amanda moving up towards ovulation, she's wanting to be more part of the world. So this is the really normal rhythm of how the menstrual cycle with the changing hormones changes our energy. So I just want to celebrate you both for being so in tuned with yourselves and taking such beautiful nourishment of yourself. Yeah. And look, it is something that through this show, I've, I've met a lot of amazing people and, you know, a lot of the messaging is around really taking notice of this. And what I love about having you guys on the show is that I don't believe that a lot of people realize that we call it a cycle for a reason. It has 28 days to it or thereabouts. And there Mm. are different uh, rhythms and hormone changes right through it. It's not just about the bleed phase or the pre-bleed phase where we may feel a bit crabby because I think people put it down to sort of that 10-day window, but there's actually a whole load that happens in the meantime as well. So it's wonderful to be able to bring this to light and have people listening going, hmm, I'm actually going to pay a little bit more attention to what's happening right throughout the month instead Mm. of just that week or the three days leading up to that. Yeah, look, it is something that we're not explicitly taught. I think we as women have to focus on our bleeding phase of our cycle. It, It takes the most attention. It's quite present in our reality whereas when we're looking at the other phases of the cycle they're more silent they're more internal but we know that the the menstrual cycle is considered to be for women and menstruators the fifth vital sign of life Mm. so along with heart rate temperature respiratory rate and blood pressure your menstrual cycle and how your hormonal harmony works within that cycle how your symptomology comes up or the language of your body speaking to you. We know that through the menstrual cycle, if we have dysfunction and we start to see this language and this symptomology coming up of premenstrual tension or PMS symptoms, we've got painful periods or dysfunction, if we've got lots of irritability or anxiousness that's coming up around different aspects of our cycle, then 
it's having such a big impact on our overall health. And our menstrual cycle is one way that we can really stay attuned to how well are we going this month? How yeah. well are our hormones? How well is everything working in the body? And one of the biggest components to working with our menstrual cycle is understanding the impacts of the rest of the body on that as well. Yeah, awesome. Well, what we might do, we'll take a short break and when we come back, we might dive a little bit deeper into that because I'm sure people listening will want to know the the warning signs and what our cycle is telling us and what we can deduce from that. So mm-hmm. we will be back with Amanda and Sahara from Weaving the Red Thread here on The Juice very shortly. Blood is amazing, That was the amazing Lucy Peach with Your Blood is Amazing, which is just such a fantastic song. I just feel so uplifted and empowered every time I hear it. But I am here with Amanda and Sahara from Weaving the Red Thread. And before the break, we were talking about how menstruation is the fifth vital sign of life for menstruators. Now, ladies, what can we learn about that? Louise, what we can learn is that the menstrual cycle is a biofeedback system. Mm. So our body is always perceiving information from the outside world. And this can be on a mental level. This can be on a physical level. This can be nutrition. This can be hydration. This can be stress. This can be sleep. And it's processing and going, okay, how much is that enhancing my ability to optimize my functioning? And how much is that stressing my system and putting a tax on my ability to function? And it shows up for women and menstruators in their menstrual cycle. So a lot of people can be aware that they may get symptoms or languages, we like to call it at weaving the red thread, in their premenstrual phase, on their menstrual phase. But as people start to get into this cycle awareness, they might actually see that there's language in the lead up to ovulation, which a lot of um, women and menstruators can experience in anxiety and nervousness and feeling overwhelmed with the rising energy. And so it's actually giving us feedback throughout the whole cycle to how we're actually dealing with our lifestyle and the needs of it. And are we nourishing ourselves along the way to make sure that we're creating balance and optimal health within? Spot on. And you know what, while you were talking there, because this, when you're bringing these conversations to light, it does make you as a woman check in. And I completely subscribe to that anxiety and that brain racing as I'm getting into that ovulatory phase because my energy levels are coming up and then I think about, I think more expansively. So I'm thinking about all of the things, all of the goals I want to kick and that sort of thing. And that can get overwhelming. And you're exactly right. I don't necessarily experience anxiety uh, when I'm bleeding, but in that middle phase when I'm when my energy levels are going up, for sure. And it's never really occurred to me that that's exactly when I, you know, I get anxious. Yeah. And being able to check in with your cycle, you know, where are you in your cycle? What day are you on? How is that feeling? You can actually take that a little bit deeper and start to actually chart or become aware of your cycle, not just with the apps that track when you bleed, but also what other symptoms and signs is your body speaking to you with? 
We know that in the follicular phase, we're getting a surge of hormones. We're getting a rush of this beautiful estrogen that builds up. And we need that estrogen to, to hit sort of around that five to 800 mark around ovulation. So we get this massive surge of hormones at ovulation. We get a big stimulation from our brain, stimulating our ovaries. And that energy that you feel, that vibrancy, it's also all of that hormonal stimulation underneath that's triggering that great ovulation. When we come into the luteal phase or after ovulation, but before our menstrual cycle, when we come into that next phase, it's it's impact that stress has in that part of the phase that can really start to have a flow-on effect into our hormonal reality. So cortisol and, and progesterone, progesterone is one of the biggest hormones, the, the best, most beautiful hormone of, of that luteal phase. It keeps us calm and happy and nice, friendly human beings. Um, cortisol and progesterone, they look really similar. So if your body has to prioritise stress over your reproductive hormonal harmony, it'll just steal some of that progesterone level out of the menstrual cycle and we'll start to see dysfunction coming in and we'll start to see irritability. You might have sore or tender breasts. We might see really emotional outbursts, higher levels of pain, hormonal migraines, acne. There's so many impacts that not having this beautiful hormonal harmony and, and that menstrual cycle well-being and, and health that have these flow-on impacts in signs and symptoms that may not make sense because mm. they happen in, in a way that appears quite random unless you're really paying attention to the whole menstrual cycle. You're exactly right. And, you know, yeah, that sort of blew my mind that I I know that now, like I've checked in and gone, yeah, that's exactly when I will experience anxiety. Uh, and it's because I'm much more aware now of tracking the the whole month. Mm. So when dysfunction shows up, um, I guess the first thing is awareness, which mm. we are dragging everybody from the darkness into the <laughs> light, ladies, and I'm very proud of our work. Uh, but so once we sort of become aware that there's some sort of dysfunction, what is the best way to go about addressing it, I guess? So, look, I'm a naturopath, so yeah. I'm always going to speak naturopaths because I see big changes happen when women and menstruators are supported with the right nutrition. They're given the right nutrients to ensure that their body really optimally works well. Herbal medicine, when there's dysfunction, herbal medicine helps to support the body to come back into a homeostasis, come back into balance. And so I'm commonly seeing women coming into clinic with painful periods, with polycystic ovarian syndrome, with endometriosis, and the way that we can support them in normalising and balancing their hormonal reality to reduce the symptoms and reduce the body language that's coming through, they see, I see women that, that they talk about how long they've been on this journey of trying to be healthy and well and trying to have a menstrual cycle that they love. And it's not until they start to work with a naturopath that they really see the optimal well-being coming in. I think our medical system is amazing for diseases and dysfunction that require medication or surgery, and it's so valuable in those areas. But there is a really big grey zone between disease 
and dysfunction. And we're seeing more and more women believing or living with what they believe is just normal for them. And that's, I guess, one of the biggest messages that we want to get across is if you have pain or dysfunction, that's not normal. It is a sign from your body speaking to you, asking for some extra support. And if you don't know what that is or how to get that, um, reach out to a women's health naturopath, someone who's specialised in this industry, or check in with your GP. I just would really caution women um, in terms of looking at any kind of hormonal stimulation around the oral contraceptive pill. The oral contraceptive pill, for me, it's more of a Band-Aid that goes on top. It might reduce your symptoms, but it's not going to go underneath and support your body to come back into its own hormonal balance. And I guess that's the biggest difference for me and differentiate what we do as naturopaths as opposed to what we would do in the medical system. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, you're right. It's because the, I guess the, the societal uh, assumption is that pain's normal and anxiety is normal and depression's normal. And uh, we just have to suck it up. And yeah. And so you know, hearing that these things are actually alarm bells will make mm. people sort of sit up and take notice because it is a very new concept to me and I've had it posed to me a couple of times over the last year that I've been doing this show. It doesn't have to be miserable. And mm. you know what? I didn't know that before. No, it is a narrative that is the norm out there that, mm. you know, Getting your period, becoming a menstruator is not ideal. It comes with pain. It comes with all these things that are, are labelled within a negative narrative. And a lot of people do experience discomfort and pain. And as we're saying here, this is not normal and it's the body's language to bring your awareness to something is out of whack. So we have this amazing organism that we live within that has incredible, intricate, complex functioning that is highly perceptible to stress. And um, if you just think of the world that we've been living in, we're post-COVID lockdowns. Here in New South Wales, we've got endless rain and flooding. Um, And we have got kids who haven't been in the social realm and now we're back in the social realm. We've got people dealing with emotional, mental and physical exhaustion and stress. And this doesn't speak in the language of English or whatever your language that you speak at home is. It speaks in the language of the body. Mm. And the body gets our attention through discomfort. So at any stage, if you are having discomfort within your body, it's your body trying to talk to you. And then it's your job or with the assistant of a health practitioner to interpret what that language is. And the more that you do cycle awareness, the more that you practice mindfulness and you actually check in with yourself, the more that you come to understand your own language of your body. Um, And that is something that is incredibly empowering to know that you can actually influence and affect your well-being. And I think that's something really important that naturopaths and holistic health practitioners do is it's not only about taking um, medicine, it's about what is the lifestyle medicine? What is the mind medicine? What is the movement medicine? How can I, as a facilitator of health and well-being, help you empower yourself through how you 
live and how you process, how you sleep, how you interact, because we are a dynamic system that's constantly in motion and getting feedback and giving feedback. And when we understand ourselves more, we have more power over how we show up in the world because we're empowered with our own health because we're actually doing it ourselves. Yes. And and that is so such a beautiful thing and what I love most about what you do is that we're taking this this menstruation that has power over and we are empowering ourselves. And mm. that's the important message. So, ladies, we I'm so excited to keep talking to you in the weeks ahead because we've only scratched the surface and we have so much more to cover and so many more light bulb moments that I'm sure you're going to be uh, giving everybody in the weeks ahead. So thank you so much for joining us on The Juice. And Amanda and Zahara from Reading the Red Thread, keep fighting the good fight, ladies. You're doing an amazing job. <laughs> Thanks, Louise.